You are listening to Ever After and Beyond, episode three with me, Adam Hatton. On this week's show, we're going to talk a little bit about where I've been, if you've been listening live, and we're also going to be chatting some questions, and I've also got a magic moment lined up for you as well. So I hope you enjoy this new episode. Sit back, relax, and let's soak into the magic. Welcome back to Ever After and Beyond. If you have been waiting for episode three, thank you for your patience. It's been a bit of a hot second since episode two. With good reason though, I've had my new book to get ready for release and I haven't had the help that I normally would in this process. Currently, there's an epidemic and uh, the lockdown is still in force in the United Kingdom, which has just meant everything's taken a little longer than normal, admin-wise, packaging-wise, signing-wise. So, Thanks for waiting and uh, thanks for watching the latest Sports as Well vlog series as well. That just finished last Sunday as of when I'm recording this. So I hope you've enjoyed that and I'm looking forward to getting back to filming Disney vlogs very, very soon because we've finally got some good news out of all of this. Walt Disney World is planning to reopen from July 11th for Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom and then July 15th for Hollywood Studios and Epcot, which is really exciting. It's, it's finally nice to see a light at the end of the tunnel. It's a light that has some caveats attached to it. Um, at this time, they've got some guidelines in place that are gonna make it safe for everyone, but it's gonna make it a very different experience. And there's a little conversation we can have about this. So at this time, they have said that there is gonna be social distancing for things like queue lines and making sure that the capacity of the park is kept to a minimum wherever possible. It's going to be temperature checks before you enter, similar to like a security scan. There's also going to be uh, tables blocked off in restaurants, so there's only going to be limited capacity in those. There's not going to be any parades, there's not going to be any fireworks. It's going to be a very different experience. And I think one of the main things is that face masks are going to be compulsory for both guests and cast members, at least at the time of opening. So I'm in two minds about this. One, I'm super excited to see them returning and uh, bringing the park back to life. But at the same time, it's like, is it going to be, is it going to be worth it? Is it going to be magical? And I'm in the very lucky position that this is, this is my job. Going to Disney parks is literally my job. And uh, when Gary and I were talking about it, Gary mentioned like, it's a point in history. Like people, if they're going to be going in these conditions they want to know how it's going to work and stuff like that so i am planning to go back within a reasonable amount of time i'm not going to rush for the end the the um what am i trying to say the reopening date i'm not that type of vlogger i am not interested in being the first to cover xyz that's a not feasible from a business perspective and also b not my thing so I will be going back at some time. I'm going to start planning uh, a trip or two now and uh, we'll see where that takes me. So stay tuned and I will hopefully be able to report back in the podcast or you'll see it in the vlogs. So let's get started with some questions. If you would like to send in a question, a funny story, a magic moment, a topic of conversation, everafterandbeyond.com forward slash contact. Just fill in the form and I will love to hear from you. Don't know why I went northern there. Let's move along. So this first question comes from Emily and she's asked, have you and Gary ever disagreed on anything to do with Disney parks and how do you resolve them? So 
Uh, Gary is my uh, friend who we will often go to Disney holidays together. We have a great time. I think the reason we have a great time is because we rarely disagree on anything. And when we do disagree on something, it's normally a conversation. I'm in the very lucky position that having worked in Disney World, um, when we do go there specifically, I'm not really fussed about what we do. I'm just kind of happy to be back. I've kind of done everything and I appreciate that Gary doesn't get the chance to go as often as I do or has experienced it as much as I have. So really, it's very rare we'll have a disagreement and it's normally a conversation of I will give two or three options and the two or three options I give, I'm happy with. Uh, and then we'll weigh out the pros and cons and either Gary will decide or I'll decide and we'll just kind of go with the flow. It's not a big deal. And we're very lucky that it's not a big deal because we get to go back. I can appreciate that when it comes to a family holiday or something and everything's a little bit more tight, maybe you've only got 10 days and this is your once every three year holiday, disagreements can definitely arise. So I think if you want any advice on how to deal with those disagreements is let everyone have one thing, whether that's one thing per day or one thing for the whole course of the trip or three things for the trip. That's one of my biggest tips for helping a family plan what they want to do because then everyone almost has a guarantee that they're gonna be able to do the things that they wanna do. And as soon as someone says like, I wanna do all of my things, you know that that's where it's just getting a little bit unfair and you need to simmer down, Jamie. Next question comes in from Sally and she's asked, do you have a Disney bucket list? Do I have a Disney bucket list? Not really. I, I kind of want to check off all of the Disney parks at some point, but I don't really have an immediate need to go as far as Tokyo and Hong Kong and Shanghai and stuff like that. Mainly because, not only because of what's happening right now, but also because when it comes to Tokyo and Shanghai and Hong Kong, I'm only probably going to go once. I say once, I'll probably go and then go several times. But I when I go, I want it to be an amazing first trip so I want to make sure that I've saved enough money to make it worthwhile when I go to Tokyo I would like to stay in one of their on-site hotels uh, likewise with Shanghai and uh, I would like to go to Alani as well but Alani's Hawaii and I don't know if I've spoken a bit about this on the podcast before but Hawaii I'm saving as like my honeymoon destination don't have a boyfriend probably won't happen anytime soon but that's just what I want I want to keep it for that if I get to the age of 30 slash 40 and I ain't got a Prince Charming anytime soon, I'm just going to go by myself, you know, treat myself. Um, but I'd also like to do some more Disney cruises. I love Disney Cruise Line. Uh, Alaska is up there as like the one I would like to do the most, but it's also the most expensive. Not only because of the cruise, but also because you've got to fly to Vancouver and then stay there. It's a very expensive city to stay in as far as I can find. So watch this space. Those Disney Disney things on the bucket list will get ticked off at some point, but I want to make sure I do it in the right way. Dan has written in and asked, who and what do you watch on YouTube? Um, for someone who makes YouTube videos, I don't really have a great time watching YouTube at the moment because the algorithm doesn't seem to understand what I actually want to watch. Um, I don't know if you watch YouTube on television, like on the app, but there's like a recommended list. There's not like a best of or like a top 10 or trending or anything like that, which I, which I kind of miss. And the things that are in the recommended, they're not really, they're not really being picked up in the right way I think they should. So if for example, I watched like a short PK video with a comedian, 
I will then get served five or six other videos of his. And I wanted to watch that one, but I don't want to watch another six. Like, come on, YouTube, step up your game. Where's my Disney vloggers at? Um, so I have been watching a series from Hannah Ricketts. She is a, she's a vlogger in all senses of the word, but she's also done a Disney trip from last year. And I really enjoyed watching that because um, she does a lot of the things that I would love to do and like I, I do do. Uh, huh, said do do. Apologies. And um, I think she hadn't been to Universal like 15 years. So it was interesting to kind of see her perspective from like going there for like one of the first times in a long time and seeing her stay at the Yacht Club in a club level room. I would love to do that again. I only did that for like one or two nights and I was just obsessed. So uh, it, it was on in the background whilst I was signing books and I had a really good time watching that series. I also like The Endless Adventure, and I can't, I think it's Alison and Ethan, and I might have got their names wrong, but they are travel vloggers, and they go all over the world, and they are basically full-time travel vloggers, and they're, they're just a really nice couple, very nice personality, very easy to watch, and it's all positive, and that's what I like. I don't like watching things that make me feel worse than before I started. I like positive things. Um, so those are a couple of who have been watching recently, and I really want to get back into watching... Disney vlogs, now that we know the parks are reopening, I can start getting excited about like planning my next trip. And so if you've got any recommendations for like travel travel days, uh, send them my way. My Twitter is at Adam Hatton. I would love to start a new series. Um, I like watching people who would do something similar to what I would do. So if they fly with Virgin, for example, it makes it easier for me to like relate to it because that's who I fly with. Um, and staying on property. I love staying on property. And uh, yeah, so recommendations would be... In fact, I'll, I'll use that as my question to you guys. There you go. <laughs> Two in one. I follow a lot of people who are Disney fans on Instagram and Twitter and stuff like that. And they've all been asking the same question. Will you go to Disney with all these measures in place and uh, seeing what their audience kind of replies? And I kind of see both sides of the coin at this time because, yes, I would still go, but would someone still go who's planned their trip a year in advance and spent upwards of thousands of pounds for a once-in-a-lifetime holiday? Like, if I was that person, I would probably be saying no because you're getting half of the trip that you would normally. But, and this is a big but... Thinking back to how Disney has responded in previous scenarios and like the things that they, if you take hurricanes as an example, there are times when the theme parks have to close for a couple of days and they put on so much extra in the resorts to keep those guests in the Disney magic that they help almost forget about the fact that the parks are closed. Like they're, they're very good at these types of things, which makes me think that even though they're not going to have the fireworks, even though they're not going to have the parade, and even though there's going to be fewer people in the park, it still could be an amazing time. It still could be a once-in-a-lifetime holiday. And this is just my thinking, okay? It's just my opinion. But if you think about it, if they're going to have a limited capacity, you're going to be able to enjoy Disney World like people haven't been able to enjoy Disney World since, like, the 80s, where there's very few people around, you get to have all these pictures without waiting in ridiculously long lines. Even when you're waiting in for a line, you don't have to stand next to people, all right? People are lovely, but people are even lovelier at a distance. <laughs> so I, I, I am interested to see how it all plays out. Obviously, I'm not going to be going for opening day. 
Um, but I'm interested to see how it actually plays out. I would like to see some of the vloggers that will probably cover the reopening and stuff like that. And uh, it could actually be that because it's quieter, it's an amazing day out. Like, it could just be the same Disney magic, but with fewer people. I appreciate that if you want to go and see Happily Ever After, and that's the one thing you want out of your Disney holiday, probably not the best time to go. But for me, who has seen all that stuff before and is lucky enough to have done it all, I'm actually looking forward to the prospect of going back and it just being next to empty, being able to walk around and get all those pictures and stuff like that. So we'll see. I think if you've got a holiday booked and it's for like beyond Oct like October plus, I would definitely wait and see to see what happens because Universal's going to be opening next week. So that's like a month and a half before Disney starts even reopening their theme parks. There's going to be a lot of lessons learned. There's going to be a lot of uh, changes in what's currently happening. Like this current epidemic is changing by the day. And it could be very different by the time that we get to like October and like what measures are in place. Because I think it will be a case of masks are compulsory at the time of opening. But they'll eventually get to a point where it's it's optional or it's recommended and it will slowly get phased out. We will get to that point eventually. It's just how quickly we're going to get there. We don't really know. And uh, the beauty of Disney is they're pretty understanding if you wanted to rebook or cancel and stuff like that. They are one of the better companies when it comes to that. So if you have got a reservation booked and you're umming and ahhing, if you're on that, if you're on the fence, I would say sit and wait. Let the parks open. Let's see what actually comes of this and go from there. That's my that's my recommendation. Now we come on to my favourite part of the podcast, uh, the magic moment. Uh, some of you did send in some magic moments and thank you so much for submissions, but unfortunately those ones weren't really right for a podcast setting. So if you have had a magic moment yourself that is a story and has meant something to your family, please send it in everafterandbeyond.com forward slash contact. I'd love to hear from you and I would love to share it on the podcast. You can even remain anonymous if you don't want your name on here. But um, I've actually got a magic moment from 2013. Uh, this was back when I was working at the Rose and Crown. And I don't know if you've been to the UK Pavilion. Um, I don't even know if they do it anymore, but they used to draw a hopscotch uh, about lunchtime on the pavement outside the restaurant. And a guest came up to us one day uh, just before lunch and was asking if he could borrow some chalk uh, to write on the pavement. Now, technically, we're not supposed to do this, but we're like, why, 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 why do you need to, why do you need to write something on on the chalk? And he was like, I want to propose to my girlfriend. And at which point we were like, oh, this is gonna be a thing. This isn't just gonna be a little thing. Hang on a minute, sir. Um, so we definitely agreed to help him out and we had planned this whole, um, I say planned, we had drawn this massive, will you marry me in chalk? It was beautiful. It was magical. We had like a guest service manager involved and you, as you can imagine, when someone walks past and sees a will you marry me sign, people start loitering to see what's going to happen. So we had all these people gathering around and uh, one of the friends who was with the girlfriend who was walking around the World Showcase um, was kind of relaying to the boyfriend whereabouts she was. And the theory was they were going to come from the direction of Canada. However, so everyone's waiting around uh, to see what happens with this proposal. And we hear, um, she's coming from the other direction. 
Now, as you can imagine, with chalk that's been written on the floor, it's facing a certain direction. So we had to very, very quickly jump into gear, flip it, not flip it round, but literally draw the same thing, but on the other side, asking guests to move aside as we did it. Um, and then I think he had brought some cards along as well that said, will you marry me? And he got some perfect strangers to stand in front of the, uh, the actual drawing on the floor where he was going to be stood on his knee. Um, so that she didn't really suspect like who it was for and someone was recording her I think this video is on YouTube if you if you type in um, Epcot Rose and Crown proposal you might find it I I have this was we're talking six seven years ago now um, and so she was walking down and she was like what is this what's going on anyway these people then moved out the way to reveal her boyfriend on his knee she was crying he had the ring on a slipper it was just beautiful and we were oh so happy we literally had the whole pretty much the whole cast of the rose and crown and all the merchandise locations out the front i feel sorry for all those people that were waiting at their tables for food but <laughs> it was a it was a fantastic magic moment loads of people were involved and uh, it was nice to see kind of the world showcase come to a standstill at that moment to just enjoy two people falling well, not falling in love but like beginning their adventure together <laughs> That's going to do it for this week. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this new episode of Ever After and Beyond. And don't forget to subscribe if you would like to be notified of when the new episodes come out. I do plan on bringing you a new episode next week. And I've also got plans to have a guest on. Yes, I've been wanting to have a guest since this all started. But, you know, COVID-19 had other plans for me, which is fine. So, all right. Well, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the rest of your week. Have a magical time planning your next trip to Disney, Universal, a theme park. We're finally coming out of this, folks. Stay positive, and you will be back in the magic before you know it. Have a great day. Bye-bye.